Thanks for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. For more programmes, visit brumradio.com. Imagine yourself as one of the crew of this faster-than-light spaceship of the future, sharing their curiosity to know the unknown, their tension, their readiness for inconceivable adventures. Baffling questions, astounding questions, that not even the world's greatest scientific minds can answer. Computers now have primary control of critical vehicle functions. You are listening to Geeky Brummy. Hello, and welcome to the Geeky Brummy podcast. It's me, Mr. Ryan Parrish. Hello, Keith Bloomfield. Hello. Hello, Guy Hubbard. You're right. Hello, Calendins. Hello, me, Mr. Ryan Parrish. I, I might just change my name to that by default. Me, Mr. Me, Ryan Parrish. <laughs> I might change my name to Calendines. <laughs> Is that so you can get hold of his bank account? We can get no money anyway. I suppose, suppose he probably does actually. Yeah, I'm a got, student, he's, he's so I have that, no money. He's got that student loan cash. A dollar dollar bill, you <laughs> How are we all this week? Super awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I always wait for the people to jump in because they always seem more excitable than I do. I'm tired because we're actually at my gaff and I'm just lounging around on my sofa, so it's tired. it made me tired. It made you tired. It's making me tired and relaxed. You haven't even tidied up before we arrived. Shocking. I, keep, I left the bed unmade in an attempt to try and get you into it. <laughs> no, that's, he, that's, he was, not, that's not the way. He was dressed like Erlit Backman in his bathroom, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he was well, super, I didn't expect you so early. It was Hugh Hefner, he'd got a pipe, it was Just throwing bubbles. Just with a pair of trunks on underneath. Mm. Yeah, no, there was no trunks. Has he shown you the special garden yet? Yeah. Which is freaky. I'm surprised you didn't fall over when you ran away from the uh, dubious stash, which is now all sun bleached. It's quite it's amazing. I just didn't want to catch any diseases off that bag. But yet you're sat by Calendines. <laughs> oh. So, what have you been up to this week, Keith? Um, what, have, what have I been up to? I mean, well, strangely enough, watching watching TV. How does that happen? Uh, reading comics. I've been messing about with a couple of new uh, apps on my iPad to try and um, do a few more interesting things. Um, something called LumaFusion for video editing and Affinity Photo, so I can go a bit more mobile with my um, bits and pieces. So I'm not tied to a desktop. Yeah, I feel they're both actually very good. Very good. Um, it makes got- life a lot easier to do stuff without having to kind of sit upstairs, attach the, the main computer. And now you got liked as well by one of Geeky Brother oh. Show's favourite people in the universe. Yeah, and it's a, it was a cheapskate. I'm too close. It's a cheapskate like as well because all I did was retweet somebody else and put a comment on it. And I got liked <laughs> by Terry Crews, which is oh, nice. Terry! So, so that was oh. good. Terry likes my tweet! Terry likes your tweet! That was good. I, I loved love that. Terry Crews. Terry loves his yogurt. <laughs> Terry is just like. Everything is great about Terry. I think the joy of Terry Crews is he's just positive about everything in the world mm. it's like nothing he never lets anything get him down even the whole Me Too campaign he was like this is a positive thing for me to come forward and it allow other people to come forward he's an excellent example of a human being we should all aspire to be more like Terry be like Terry yeah we'll all be Terry be Terry or we'll be with Terry yeah Guy what have you been up to Oh, I went to go see Deadpool and it made me hate life for two hours <laughs> I I booked a half day off work to see this monstrosity of cinema and I know I'm going to alienate half the people who listen to the show who love Deadpool but what is so funny 
It's pathetic. Um, but you didn't like the first one. Yeah. So exactly. why did you go see the second one? Because I booked an afternoon off calendar. And I thought, you know what? I'll give Ryan Reynolds a chance because you know, you know, he's trying to get himself liked again, and it's just pathetic. It's 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 desperate. It's not funny. And for somebody who likes penis and fart jokes, it's just lost on me. I I can't stand it. It's stupid. It's, it's, it's so it's, cheap and nasty. It's because it's so close to guy. It made him feel uncomfortable. That's what it is. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what the DVD. Are the, are the fart are jokes they... just too sophisticated for you guys? I'll tell you what the DVDs that are in my back garden right now probably got a better budget from that film has. Well, that's the thing. The first Deadpool budget was made on absolute stink. Shoestring yeah, budget. Two hundred quid bar looks like it. Yeah, and don't think I gave him much more money for the second one because I knew they was going to make bank off it anyway. See, I'm going to look up this budget to see what exactly what, that's what, what shoestring is. I know the first film wasn't much cash at all because that's why he had to leave all his guns in the car for the final showdown because I couldn't afford to animate the bullets. <laughs> Pathetic. Pathetic but, cinema. But you got double Josh Brolin. So you had Infinity War Josh Brolin and then Cable Josh Brolin. Do you know, like, do you know what Deadpool is? It's a series of jokes where it's like, Oh, here's a reference. Nudge, nudge, ring, wing. It's kind of like, yeah, we get it. Made a reference. Oh, it's quite it's a cool. lot higher than the first one. Yeah, £110 million pound the budget for this What one. was the first one? Was it 75 or Tri- 50? 75 is not a little budget. That's, it that's is insane. for that sort of film. I mean, I mean, for that much CGI and stuff. I mean, I don't know where that money went, but it didn't go on that film. Oh, no, first one was 58. 58. So that's so, doubled the budget, basically. Yeah. But they'll make the money back without... Well, do you know what? They should be giving some of that budget, refunding people, cinema prices, and just paying for that people in for free, because no one should be paying to see that piece of trash. Well, I was hoping this was going to be quite good, because you had the kid from Hunt from the World of People in it. No. No. To be honest, I'm still going to go see it, because I'll probably find it funny, because I like stupid humour like that. <laughs> I'm, yeah. just, I'm going to go and watch it for Pete, really. So, it's Pete's movie for me. So yeah. I'll just watch it for Pete. Who's Pete? Who's Pete? Pete's Pete. Isn't Terry from... Oh, you mean Rob Delaney? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Terry yeah. Crews is in it as well. I was going right? to say, Cruz, isn't yeah. he in it? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> enjoy, enjoy, enjoy those scenes. <laughs> right, Callum, what have you been up to this week? Uh, Just various drinking activities and getting hit on by people in bars, which was oh, kind of awkward. <laughs> you were there to witness it. You were there to witness it. You were the ones that said it, not me. Hang on. As soon as your description of your week didn't start with, I've been studenting, this whole thing now seems like a bit of a... Is, is, is it a daydream? It's, it's finished studenting now. Oh, is it finished studenting? I've basically finished studenting. 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 So you've 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 decided your future career is to be hit on by people in bars. So what, you're going to be a. <laughs> 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 the rest of your life. I was going to hang around in bars and wait for that, people to that's come. That's the plan for a few. doesn't work. So <laughs> you two witnessed this alleged hit on. Yeah. So elaborate. What? What? what how did this go down? Li- <sighs> figuratively, not literally. Callum was a little bit tipsy. And we bumped into one of his friends from his secret life. He's, he'd, had a, he'd had a couple of sips of alcohol, which, yeah. you know, irresponsible parents us. So his friend uh, hopped along, and he was doing the moves, I think. Callum was trying to show him how to use the apps on his phone. Telling him how Tinder works when you swipe left, apparently. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've never used Tinder, so I just don't know how it works. Well, you like... Maybe you don't, because you have a girlfriend. <laughs> well, no, so I've never had a reason to use Tinder. <laughs> But yeah, 
Yeah, no. Although we can, I just wanted to own up to the fact that at least people could have testified to this, and it's not just my assumption that everyone fancies me. No one fancies you. No one fancies you. He he was just <laughs> looking for something. Close <laughs> enough. I'll take it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not not everybody loves you. I don't feel, I don't feel so bad about staying in most nights now. Yes. Ryan, what have you been doing? 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 What has your week consisted of? Not really that much. Well, that was interesting. <laughs> we're such, we're such an exciting for that. Well, 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 like Phil's here, it all, it all goes down the toilet, doesn't it? You know, like, yeah. yeah, we got Phil with his jet setting lifestyle. <laughs> I've been watching TV. I saw a rumor of I got hit and I did nothing. We're looking great, what an entertaining bunch we are. I had I had my shipment of goods from China to put our YouTube rig together. Which was very, very nice as well. Go check out our YouTube channel. Yes, Geeky Ruby YouTube. Just type here, you'll find us. You'll have to look at my face, unfortunately. But oh. I mean, it's fair to look at Talons. Yes. Oh. We, we can have a puppet soon as well. Yes. Apparently, puppets are very in at the moment. We've, got a, good. Pu- we've got a puppet <laughs> piece. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I, I look, isn't particularly well animated. I love Callum's only bit in front of the camera for the whole MC of Birmingham video is just him putting his thumb up <laughs> and like leaning against the TARDIS. The slightly, the slightly, the slightly odd. Uh, I'll just change my pose mid, mid frame. You look like a I marionette at this point. <laughs> Same guys above you look with some strings. <laughs> I, I thought we'd establish this that I'm incredibly awkward whenever a camera is put in front of my face. I'm just like this is why this is why I do a podcast where I can't be seen because it's like children should be seen and not heard. <laughs> <laughs> we we must all uh, pledge to do something exciting for next week. So that's that's what that's the uh, that's the trick. Not that not that Callum needs to. He just needs to hang out. I in the bar. Uh, I will, <laughs> I will um I will punch Callum in the throat. That's my exciting thing to do. Well, we should be able to report back about Han Solo next week. Yeah, yeah. I imagine like it'll be rubbish. Yeah, <laughs> it's not going to be rubbish. It will be rubbish. It might be rubbish. It's going to be rubbish. It's going to be rubbish. It's going to be really rubbish. It's really going to be rubbish. It's scraping the bottom of the barrel. It's got Chewbacca in it. So you're scraping the bottom of the barrel for your girl fancies. Childish Gambino is going to be the only good thing in that whole movie. Yep. Chewbacca is also going to be very good. It's not even Peter Mayhew anymore. That doesn't matter. Oh, is it not? He's had to retire. Dude's like 80 years old. I did. To be fair, I didn't realise that. That's understandable. The new guy they've got doing it, I think, got um, yeah. Is is stiffed? Of, of, of a word I can use on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. He got stiffed because everybody else got their name when they did the kind of character posters a few weeks back. And he just gets chewed. And he just got oh, Chewbacca. It's like, well, no, there's a man in that suit. Wait, is yeah. it the so the the voice of the sort of like growl? Is that the same? It's, the it's original a go- guy. It's still. a guy in a walking carpet with the new guy inside it, basically. Okay. And he'll be doing the voice work as well. I think Peter yeah, he was like saying that he gave him like six months training on how to be Chewbacca. Okay. How to walk around in a costume and make a sound. But, but this means that Anthony Daniels is going to be the only one who's going to be in all the Star Wars movies as well. Oh. But he's not as C3PO in this one. Um, no. He's just as uh, Anthony Daniels. So he's, he's been the actor. Yeah. Yeah. But um, Junus Suatomo. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Sorry. It's a fake Jesus. name. Is that a fake name? <laughs> <laughs> it's not a real name. It's Finnish. Yes. 
Jonas, yeah, Wikipedia doesn't help me here when it says Finnish pronunciation and then basically just prints exactly the same words as before. <laughs> it's like phonetically that's not helping me. Yeah. But yeah, he's a tall dude. I mean, I think he should have got credited as being Chewbacca. That's a bit yeah. unfair. Considering well, Phoebe Waller Bridgeter, yeah. or whatever her name is, I can't remember, Fleabag, um, she got credited for being a robot. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, oh, he's, he's had to do as much is, work is it, as she did. Is it bad I've still not bothered to learn the new solo guy's name yet? Hold on, I Han. It's Han. It's Han Solo. It's the same as it was yeah. before. It's not new. It's Han Solo. It I might mean, be. The new Harrison Ford replacement. The, the, yeah, the, that geezer. Yeah, but he's yeah. just Han Solo. Well, at least it's not Sheila Berth. True. Well, why True. was that a thing? It was well, he was going to be the oh, new um, Indiana, Indiana Jones. Jones. Well, he was the son. Mutt Williams. Mutt Williams. <laughs> Ugh, that's what. Thank God that never happened. Callum Dags is like the Mutt Williams of the show. <laughs> I don't even know who this person is. So. He's snarf from the biggest thing, the biggest problem I've got with Solo though, is it's made me want to buy another faux pop vinyl because the Funko. Well, pop, I didn't take much convincing. The Funko Pop of Chewy with the goggles on is just so adorable, and it's like I can keep going. Shall I buy it? No. Shall I buy it? No. I actually it's do quite like so the Build a Bear nice. Chewy as well. Build a Bear mm. Chewy looks quite cool. Yeah, I haven't got any room for cuddly toys anymore. He's got the squeezy. That's because you've got me. <laughs> <laughs> You know you're not leaving this house today, Keith. <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a distinct difference between squidgy and cuddly. <laughs> weird news. So I've been around the internet trawling for the finest weird news for That's our right. audience. Cam's been around the internet trawling for something else. <laughs> I've chosen four news stories for us to select on from today. Seven! First one, from the independent.co.uk. A pet dog raised by Chinese family for two years turns out to be a black bear. <laughs> from bbc.co.uk for slash news motorised shed hits 100 mile per hour to break speed record at Pendine Sands I saw this on the news that sounds awesome and literally the news the newswoman had to stop the newsman talking about it because she was like this is down the pub conversation shot now <laughs> it was intense telegraph.co.uk using emojis to teach Shakespeare will not help disadvantaged students say his head Okay. Is that uh, like just a disembodied emoji head? <laughs> it's the poo. <laughs> and last one. Mother renamed son after tattooist makes spelling error. After who makes after spelling error? Tattooist makes spelling error. Uh-huh, like, oh. Which source is this from? Because the others have been pretty legit. News.com.au That okay. does not sound legit. That's Australian. Yes. Yeah, okay. Which one do we prefer? I want to know about the mother. Shall we do the the tattooist first? Right, so this is from Raffaella Sicarelli from Utah.com. Not real. There's 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 an online, like, you know, journalist name name generator, isn't there? (laughs) The time you'd hope never to encounter a spelling mistake is when you're getting your child's name etched onto your person. Tattoos, like children, are for life. Unfortunately, one Swedish mother fell victim to an embarrassing typo after her tattooist misspelled her son Kevin's name as Kelvin. <laughs> but rather than get it, let it get her down and face an expensive, painful removal process, 30-year-old Johanna Gishel Schanstrom had an ingenious solution. She had her son's name legally changed. I mean, yeah, good idea. <laughs> do, we, do we want to see a picture of the tattoo? Yes, yes please. I mean, I just want to know how expensive. 
Looks like it says Malvin, not Calvin. <laughs> Surely it would be more difficult to have the child's name legally changed than to just say and get the tattoo. Changing your name's actually quite cheap. Uh, one of my friends had his friend had a friend who changed his name to Megatron for a year as a bet. But what a lad. At which, at which point did she realise that he wasn't spelling it properly? To get to the end? Because like, there's three extra letters after he's done the L. <laughs> so at which point did she go, something's not right here. Let's see how he goes, because I've got an L in the middle. What's he writing? Well, I'm sure she wasn't looking at the time this was done. And what kind of Swedish person's called Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> Kevin, Kevin Sandstrom. What's going on? How can you even read what that says? Well, I like it, because I assume this is her daughter's name above it, which is Nova. So her daughter's got a really cool name. Like, Nova? Nova. And then, like, we've had a second child. What should we call the second child? Kevin. <laughs> At least Kelvin makes sense in a kind of spacey way. Yeah, that's true. I actually yeah. would prefer to be called Kelvin rather than Kevin. I actually agree with you for once. I think you're right on that. But still, the whole, like, <laughs> Swedish people calling their kids Kevin. Yes. Ms. Sandstrom wanted to get a sentimental inking to honour her children. She told local newspaper Blekingeland Tidning. I apologise to any Swedish listeners. That, 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 that's as close as it. However, her heart stopped when she saw the error. I thought I was going to faint, she said. I think that's just being tattooed. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I said I wanted the names of my children tattooed on me and I gave the artist their names. The artist drew the design and didn't ask for anything about the spelling so I didn't give it any more thought. It wasn't till later she noticed the glaring mistake. She returned to the artist who laughed and said there wasn't anything he could do apart from issue a refund. After looking at a tattoo removal, she and her husband came to the decision that the smarter option would be to rename the boy who was almost age two at the time. Right, yeah, fair dues. That's all right. He ain't gonna care at this age, is he? I mean, it'd be a funny story for when he's older. Well, on his eighteenth birthday. Yeah. Hey, sir. You're Swedish. We called you Kevin to start with. Miss Sandstrom. Miss Sandstrom and her husband have grown to love the name Kelvin as it's unique. She explained that no one else has her son's name. Luckily, her young son has also taken well to his new moniker. The new family have just welcomed their third child, Freya, and Ms. Sandstrom is looking to go into the needle once more. Oh, God, Boston, how, how's that going to be spelled? Frodo. <laughs> Fredo. <laughs> I'm guessing she'll be going to a different tattoo parlour this yes. time. I'm going to write it down on a piece of paper and check it over 10,000 times, she said. But that's a bit extreme, 10,000. <laughs> Check, check one name <laughs> 10,000 times. Wait, wait, she's the one doing the checks. It's not like she shouldn't be the one doing the checks. It should be the tattoo artist doing the checks, right? Yes. Well, you should, I mean, in my experience, when well, you I'd, tattoos, I'd have the design the and design then they show you the design yeah. and say, is this what you want? Yes or no? Right, so we're now to the next three stories you, we have. What if uh, Callum's parents got his name tattooed and they put Callum instead of Callum? Karen. <laughs> Karen Danes. <laughs> Right, uh, so three new stories left. Do we want Shakespeare emojis, motorized shed, or pet dog? I know about the shed, so... I, I, I'm very interested in the Shakespeare emojis. Yeah, God, Shakespeare, Shakespeare emojis. emojis. So, telegraph.co.uk by Telegraph Reporters, apparently, is the boyline on this one. 
Nobody was willing to take a hit it's to a gest- this story. It's a gestalt entity. They all merged into one word. <laughs> Maybe that was their name, Telegraph Reporters. <laughs> <laughs> they typed it in. They go, oh, I've got Stiffy here. I've got Telegraph Cur- Reporters. Currently, currently tattooed on some rich person from Essex. <laughs> Your, what's your child's name? Telegraph reporters. Maybe, maybe his name's Terence reporters and he got spelt wrong. <laughs> I mean, he's very lucky that his name's Telegraph reporter. He just happened to get a job at the one yeah. newspaper with the same as name. As a reporter? Could you imagine if he worked for the Sun and it was like one <laughs> Telegraph reporter? Just... His name's not actually Telegraph reporter. <laughs> you don't say. You don't say, guy. Using emojis to teach Shakespeare will lead to state school children failing for. <laughs> Start again. <laughs> Using emojis to teach Shakespeare will lead to state school children falling behind their privately educated peers, a head teacher has warned. Classism. And what work? So just, just <laughs> teaching Shakespeare with emojis is going to cause yes. state kids to fall behind their yes. privately. This, That's the only reason. This, the is the, this is the only reason for class divide. It's emojis. That's the, purely the only reason. Here we go. No other factors. A number of teachers are using their icons and cartoon faces as learning aids, believing they can help people, pupils collect with English literature and other subjects easier. Subjects, students at one college have been asked to summarise scenes in a Midsummer's Night's Dream using emojis, the Times Education and Supplement has reported. But Claire Seeley, head teacher of St. Matthias School in Bethnal Green... Sorry, East, Satan Matthias? St. <laughs> Matthias. Right. <laughs> school in Bethnal Green East London criticised the method she said as educators we have not a single minute to waste teaching trivia such as emojis how would such learning help bridge the word gap how can we help disadvantaged children gain the sorts of powerful knowledge that children in say the top public schools have not by devoting precious time curriculum time to the detritus of youth subculture that would be fiddling whilst Rome burns I bet she's really fun at parties. She sounds, yeah, she sounds. This is full on letters to the editor, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, I I don't think I don't think the poo emoji is the problem here. Really, Charlotte Hodgson, who teaches English. Charlotte Hodgson, who teaches English at Avonbourne College in Bournemouth, has said that everyone in her department uses emojis and they've helped her and students engage with Shakespeare. I've just taught A Midsummer's Night's Dream and what we read was a bit of a scene and that to summarise it into two main emojis then have to explain what they've chosen. The emojis are not used by themselves. There is always a kind of verbal or written explanation that allows you to check the pupil's literacy, writing skills or speech skills. The emojis just give them a starting point so that they understand. See, she sounds very sensible. Yeah. She should be the head of the school instead of that other numpty. And now we have a little box out, which is emojis decoded. What do they mean? Ooh. Do we, is this actual Shakespeare things into emojis that we've got to guess? <laughs> um, so I'm going to give you the description, uh, give you the title of the emoji, and let's guess what we think this means. Okay. okay. According to the Telegraph. Aubergine. Um, s- Hamlet. No. No, these are just like the general usage. Well, no, but an aubergine not, is no, like... No Shakespeare connection, just the general term. That's like the male... Um... Why has he gone straight there? <laughs> Vegetables, fruit... He, he's um... right. Oh my god. Yeah, no, that's Ex- what you use it for. Excited about the moussaki you're making to note? Spell it out and do not use the emoji, which has become synonymous online with the men's nether regions. The peach has also succumbed to a similar flate, being frequently used to donate a bottom. 
And we're not talking about a bottom from A Midsummer's Night Dream. I'm, I'm just not using the right thing. Just... Crying with laughter. That's just funny. <laughs> yeah, it's self-explanatory. The world's most used emoji was named to Oxford 2000's Dic- Oxford Dictionary's Word of the Year in 2015. God, can I get my words out today? Sparking fears that the end of civilization was nigh. Until then, it is best left out your work emails, advises Bruni. I feel so basic now because I love using that emoji. Nails being painted. Uh, Any guesses? A night out. Oh, that's a good shout, actually. Yeah, like getting ready for a night out, going on a date, something like that. You say you know, no ladies' man. (laughs) One of the most misconstrued symbols is that of a woman's nails being painted, which, according to many, is a signifier of nonchalance. I'm Which assuming is pretty sophisticated, actually. <laughs> I'm assuming Phil Ellis uses that one quite frequently. <laughs> Smiling through gritted teeth. That's like you're not actually happy. Also, best avoided at work. This one can be controversial, Broding Swains, as it means you find a lot of things cringy or awkward. Using it is like you're living a life akin to the characters of Peep Show. <laughs> I mean, I'm, 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 I'm not. I've used emojis in text messages and like Facebook Messenger and stuff. I'm not. I don't think I've ever used an emoji in an email. No. Per se, really. No. It's like it's a little bit trickier because generally emails. If you're at work, you're using a clapped out HP lapt- yeah. uh, laptop from 1977, and I don't think it's very easy <laughs> to put uh, emojis in one of those. Right. But like, I can't imagine it's very like professional to be like, oh, yeah, just send an emoji to like your boss or whatever. All right. Last one on this box. So hands raised in celebration. Party time. Isn't that just like praying, like, hey, like, cheers? Using too many of these may come off as overly excitable, but a well-timed icon used to celebrate professional success could be considered right, just the right amount of joyous. You see, that whole, that, that, just that box out just missed a trick in not actually presenting us with a series of emojis and then asking us to get just what Shakespeare thing it was yeah. related to. So it's like, you know... That was, that was a, it was, it was a missed opportunity then. Yeah. Mm, poor, poor reporting. Return, the reporter. Returning back to the article itself, Luca Kuhlman, a modern foreign languages teacher at a secondary school in Stockton upon Tees, County Durham, told the Times Educational Supplement that emojis are a useful aid. Wherever possible, I take out the English words in a text and replace them with the emoji, so associate with the French with an image rather than an English translation. If you can eliminate as much English as possible, they don't need much explanation. He said the symbols have a purpose and he doesn't overuse them. Cambridge Press, University Press offers teachers an emoji lesson plan and advice from Lindsay Clanfield, an English language teacher trainer, who describes emojis as the modern equivalent to hieroglyphics. Well, fair play, yeah. yeah. Clanfield suggests that teachers use emojis as writing prompts, choose four or five at random, ask students to write them up as a story. The plan also advises teachers to take out their phones and get them to open their favourite messaging app before telling them the story of what they, what the weekend happened in emojis. Yeah. I think the people that are using the emojis, are, it's a smart move. And it engages, it's engaging people in a way that yes. they wouldn't I think the... Them, yeah. the we, s- silly woman earlier who was like oh it's wasting time teaching them emojis but like these kids already know what yeah. the emojis mean you're not like teaching them well, that you're... kids get a tablet thrust into the hand from the age of two nowadays so this is their main prior primary lesson in communication 
And recent research has found that over a third of British adults believe emojis are to blame for the deterioration of the English language. But with almost three quarters of adults are now dependent on emojis to communicate with one another via text message or social media. I, I think if you're communicating with somebody through social media, it's perfectly acceptable to use yeah. emojis. It's not like when you talk to somebody face to face, you go, smiley face, aubergine, cry your hands. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's destroying the English Guy, guys have been saying aubergine tea for the last hour and a half he's mm. <laughs> not been saying it <laughs> Chris McGovern a former government advisor and chairman for the campaign for real education oh. has warned we are moving in a direction of cartoon and pitch language which inevitably will lead to effect illiteracy Children will always follow the path of least resistance. Emojis convey a message, but this breeds laziness. If people think all I need to do is send a picture, this dilutes language and expression. Every word of what he's just said is garbage. Ugh. Last paragraph. Last year, saw the release of the Emoji movie and animation with all characters were icons of the mobile phone. The New York Times summed it up as panderingly, trendily idiotic. Best movie of all time. I mean, those people have just proven themselves to have no knowledge of how language and written word works across cultures uh, and history. I mean, there's plenty of there's plenty of c- uh, countries out there that use pictograms yeah. for for the written word that you don't talk in pictures. Well, th- this this is actually a great enabler because a whole world is going to understand what the movie yeah. is. Yeah. I couldn't read a tweet from somewhere, say, like China or Japan, but you can get the general yeah. gist of it if they show a few emojis in. Yeah. If they're happy, yeah. they're sad. Yeah. Something's happening, they throw a peach in there. You know what's going on? Yeah. For, a, for, mean, a, for a peach and an egg you, you, you know what's going on? You regional differences in what they might mean, but you'll get the essence of what, what, the, what the, the communication's about. I think it's a good idea. Yes. Yeah. Alright, final news story. I'm going to pick the final one here, which is from independent.co.uk. Is this the... The, the not dog. It's not the motorized shed. <laughs> it is the pet dog raised by a Chinese family for two years. Turns out to be a black bear. It, but that, that headline bugs me because it says pet dog. Pet, it, so it's like it was a dog until they discovered it's not. Wait, a dog. wait, wait. It's, it's always been a bear. It's wait. never been a pet dog. They think it's a pet dog. Wait for, wait for the subheading. Owners grew suspicious when animal showed talent for walking on two legs. <laughs> <laughs> and it's by Colin Drury, who actually has a Twitter byline here. It's at Colin underscore underscore Drury. Okay. So he missed out twice on his wow. name by the look of it. Because sure, surely the, the headline should be something along the lines of family raised bear mistakenly as dog for two years. When Su Yun bought her family a puppy two years ago, she was surprised how much the dog ate. A box of fruits and two buckets of noodles every day, she told Chinese media. <laughs> As it turns out, the reason for this prodigious appetite is the animal has grown into a 250 pound bear. The family did not realise the error when the pet didn't stop growing and started showing a talent for walking on two legs. Then we have a picture of the bear, and he looks very sad because he's been put in a cage. He's a very sad little bear. It does not I mean, look like a dog. I know there's lots of different kinds of breeds of dogs, but a bear is kind of a bear. It doesn't yeah. really look like a dog. I see. Yeah. I I think there's something fishy going on here. I think this was very much like a they knew what was happening, some sort of. But I mean, this well, is. Go back to the article. The more he grew, the more like a bear he looked. 
said Ms. Yun, a villager living near the city of Kunming in Yunnan province. I'm a little scared of bears. <laughs> well, she is now. <laughs> the animal has now been taken into care at the Yunnan Wildlife Rescue Centre after the family got in touch requesting help. Footage taken by your official showed it standing about a metre tall. Staff were so intimidated by the animal, which had lived in the family home, they had to sedate it before transport. It has been identified as that endangered Asiatic black bear which would fetch thousands of pounds if sold on the black market. The family said they bought the animal believing it to be a Tibetan Mastiff while on holiday in 2016. Who buys a dog on holiday? <laughs> Any embarrassment may have, they may have felt may have been mitigated by the fact that they're not the first among their neighbours to mistake the ursine for a canine when on the lookout for a family pet. In March, local media reported how a man also from Yunnan province had raised a bear after finding it roaming in the forest, initially believing it to be a stray dog. He kept it in a cage. Now, we've had a few of these stories from various parts of the world. There is a very distinct problem out there of people mistaking one animal for another one. <laughs> I, mean, this, this, I think this is something that's going to have to be taught in Chinese schools going forward. Bear. Using emojis, yes. there's a bear emoji and a dog emoji, and they're quite distinctly different. <laughs> and you have the equal sign with it crossed out in the middle. It's not a bear. Bear, not dog. Dog, not bear. So when the dog is bigger than you, it's a bear. They should get Jin Yang from um, Silicon Valley to develop a new app for it instead of not hot dog. If not dog. If your dog doesn't bark but makes a growly roaring noise, it's a bear. If your dog is eating a basket of fruit and two buckets of noodles a day, it's probably not a dog. Sitting on its bum, <laughs> its paws in the air. Walking around, <laughs> probably wearing a top hat and walking with a cane. Yeah. Hunting out... Like... Car- carries marmalade sandwiches. <laughs> yeah, looking for honey. It's not, it's not a dog. I'd quite like a pet. I'd quite like a pet bear, though. I yeah, that'd be quite fun. Like, not whilst a, it's little, whilst it's little, not a two hundred and fifty pound bear. I mean, the other thing that's worrying me a little bit here is. I mean, we are glad that Phil's not here because yeah. I'm sure he'd have a lot to say about two hundred and fifty pound bears. But, but, <laughs> you know, surely there's the whole problem of like bears relieving themselves. Yeah, because that's got to be a whole different ball game to how a dog does it. <laughs> Do you imagine having to clean out the cage at the end? I mean, of the day? you know, that's got to look pretty shocking unless he what? wandered off into the woods. They must have taken him out for walks to do that sort of thing. <laughs> How do you. Oh. Unless you're riding it into battle, you wouldn't want to walk that thing. <laughs> I mean, there's somebody in a school worrying about kids getting, you know, a little less intelligent because yeah. of having emojis, but I mean, we've got people going around thinking a bear's a dog. It's like, oh no. Yes, bears do not equal dogs. I think we'll leave it there. Well, yeah. I think we'll have to kind of run some Twitter poll where we put some pictures online <laughs> and you've got to decide whether it's a bear or a dog <laughs> and see how well you do. Yeah. See if this is just something we're thinking is funny well, what would be and a unlikely, dog? but it's actually you know, quite What would a dog-bear do? hybrid look like? What would you call it? Or is it is, a dare. It, is it a dare or is it a bog? Oh, it'd have to be a bog, <laughs> wouldn't it? That's <laughs> like... That's, I don't dare. You could have something I'll that. A bog. You can have something. Well, dare's pretty close to deer. Where a bog, you could imagine that being like in a D and D manual. Maybe. Mm. Yes. Yeah. I'm just trying. To, I, can't, I can't imagine any bear that looks like a dog. 
Well, baby bears do look a little bit like dogs, and they are kind of cute. I could, I could understand it for like the first few weeks, or like a week yeah. or so, but like not for two years. No, no way. It's like for some reason the dog's standing up again. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have some more noodles, please? <laughs> for some reason, the dog's clawing at me very hard. But even a bear's paw, it's just that looks more like a hand. You know, it's just. I could see how you'd get confused a little bit. No, I've seen a bear before. That's quite clearly a bear. <laughs> it's definitely a bear. That's the only animal you've ever dog. seen in your life is a <laughs> it's like You've either never seen a bear or a dog. It's not a dog. I mean, it, but if you're on holiday and somebody goes, do you want to buy this dog? And it might be that they've gone away quite far for this holiday and they're like, well, this might be what dogs look like in this part of China. <laughs> China's a pretty big place. <laughs> Are you saying that you think people in China have never seen bears before and never seen dogs? Is this the reason why nobody's ever actually discovered a Yeti or a Sasquatch? Because they've been sold to people as dogs and they've not really some realised. Ne- some Nepalese person got a £400 dog in the garden. Yeah. It was big and white. Yes. They're, all, they're all like China. Sasquatch. The only reason I worked out it was a Yeti is because I watched Empire Strikes Back and he looked a bit familiar. He looked a bit like a Wampa. The name just came right away. That's not a dog. Really? It stands on its back legs, uh, you know, we just thought it was a, a, a you know, clever dog. Trying to talk uh, occasional wrap-up of what's going to be on the cinema soon, or next year, or very soon. Depends on what we want, what we've decided to look at this week. Starting us off, sorry to bother you. So this is from Boots Riley, and it's an alternate present-day version of Oakland, where telemarketer Cassie Screen discovers a magical key to professional success, propelling him into a macabre universe. Starring Tessa Thompson, Arnie Hammer, and Lakeith Stanfield. Great cast. Arnie Hammer was in it. He's the... Yeah. The Winglevoss twins. And you also got voice work from David Cross, uh, Patton Oswalt, Terry Crews in it as well, as the uncle. And Danny Glover appears as well. Ooh. Where's he been hiding since Lethal Weapon 654? <laughs> he's done a few things. I was going to say, he he's, was in something not that long ago. I can't remember. When was the last time? Oh, yeah. I remember seeing him in something recently. Cool story. What do, what do <laughs> we he's think? been around. He exists. What do we think of this trailer then? Because we watched the Red Band trailer, so it's not really broadcastable. I mean... But it's a really interesting premise, this one. I think it's got a great cast, but I feel like the trailer's quite weak. I feel like he just fancies Tessa Thompson, and that's it. <laughs> Which one's Tessa Thompson? <laughs> She was Valkyrie in Thor Ragnarok. Oh yeah, she's quite good looking. No. <laughs> I'm sure she's fancy you. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, I don't feel like the trailer showed off the best parts of the movie. I well, feel like the jokes that were put across the, were very this, like... This looks like it's going to be a very adult-themed comedy movie. and It's due for release on 6th of July 2018 in the States, I'm not sure on the UK release. I'm quite liking that it's something a bit different we are getting here. It's not a reboot, it's not a remake, yeah. it's not something that's traditionally been on screen before. It looks like we're going to have something a little bit better. Keith, thoughts? I thought it looked really good from the trailer. It looked funny, modern, contemporary. Something I definitely want to go and see at the cinema. The production is from CineReach and it's from Forrest Whitaker's Significant Productions. There. Interesting film, interesting collection of things. Next one along, Bohemian Rhapsody, the life story of Mr. Freddie Mercury, and it's a chronicle of the Queen leading up to the legendary 1985 Live Aid 
concert. Is it only going up as far as yep. that? Yeah. It's a bit of a shame. I think it should have um, carried on, really, because there's, there's a lot to Freddie's life. Yeah. That, is that was post-Live 80, yeah. yeah. And I think, I think they've done that on purpose, probably for a sequel. Yeah. Would you go to see a second Freddie Mercury movie? I think they should, as a biopic, you should just do it in one hit. But I, I thought it was brilliantly edited. Great, well, great use of the music. Well, you've got two directors credited on this, so we've got Dexter Fletcher and Brian Singer. Ah, oh, yeah, I forgot about the fact that Singer got booted off it, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, so I think he did most of the principal photography to start off with, and then they brought Dexter Fletcher in. So originally it was supposed to be Sasha Baron Cohen in the main role. He got kicked off, and yeah. they replaced him with Rami Malek, who I'm thinking looks pretty much dead on as Freddie Murray. I, I think he's a better choice because he's not bringing all the baggage... That Sasha Baron Cohen, Baron Cohen would have done. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like Dexter Fletcher as a director. He's a very deft hand. He's done yeah. a couple of musicals in the past. Um, and I think he, he's... he's um, Was it Sunshine on Leith? Sunshine on Leith, yeah. He did um, Eddie the Eagle as well, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty good. So I think it, I think it could be a, a big hit. Yeah. Particularly, I mean, for us British fans, really. I think it, I think the use of the music, it looks it looks pretty good. Yeah. I mean, the, most of the other cast as well, it's pretty much unknown. So, I mean, Mike Myers, for some reason, is IMDb credited in an unknown role on this. Interesting. But mm-hmm. the rest of the cast, Joseph Mazzello, Aidan Gillen, Littlefinger, Ben Hardy, Lucy Boynton, Tom Hollander. So there's not a massive... Tom Hollander's in it? Yeah. Tom Hollander? Nice. Yeah, so there's not like a massively well-known cast in here, but it, it, it seems to be pretty close to the music. I'd like to see how much of the controversial stuff from Queen when they first got the superstardom that they keep in because there's like there's all the rumours of what used to happen at the Queen's backstage parties I don't know if they're going to touch on that kind of stuff or is it going to yeah. be a clean cut version of Queen yeah. well I mean the thing is their career was on the rocks before they did um, Live, Aid. Live Aid as well yeah. so it could be interesting <laughs> do you know what my opinion of this one is not I, interested in someone doing an impression of somebody again. I don't, I'm not a I'm not a big fan of sort of biopic movies but I I'm very interested to see how Rami portrays Freddy and I just think just from what we've seen in the trailer yeah and he's very I spot mean, on it, for the guy who's playing Mr. Robot it's a very different piece of acting skill he's got to do here to, uh, you've got to recreate one of the most famous people of all time I mean but then he he is a fantastic actor mm-hmm. I mean give anybody any amount of money right I'm sure they can do the work so <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm interested to in see how this one works out. That is due for release this year, 24th of October, 18 in the UK. You won't see Guy at the cinema, but you might want to go down and watch it. No, I'll, I'll probably go, but I'll have the same feelings with a different Deadpool too. Next one on the list, Bleeding Steel, which actually came out last year, but for some reason they re-released the trailer for it. Which one was this one? Jackie Chan! I don't, I'm, not sure, I'm, not, I'm not quite sure that um, <laughs> they, they, they re-released it. I mean, this this looks... Uh, yeah, I think it might be out on Blu-ray slash DVD, so yeah. hence why... I mean, it was a bit of a kind of mishmash of Robocop meets Iron Man meets Jackie Chan wondering what the hell happened to his career. See, I feel like this... I felt like it will be just a fun movie. It's an interesting movie. It's basically a special forces agent is assigned to protect a scientist and his creation from a sinister gang. And it looks like they've ripped off every single sci-fi movie of all time and quite a few video games as well. I mean, the bad guy looks pretty much like the main... I think it's Darth Malgus from Knights of the Old Republic. The whole half-head thing. Yeah, it kind of seemed to kind of not have a sense of, like, when it was set. Yeah. It was like part seemed like futuristics, part just seemed to be random New York cop drama. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, I, this trailer didn't sell me. I like Jackie Chan. He's a good he's a good actor. He does he, he does good stuff. But this just seemed like a hodgepodge of we want to make a it's... western movie with Jackie Chan and we have no idea what to do with him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, it's kind of... Larry Wilson's not available. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's in the bargain bin, probably worth picking up. Or if it's on streaming I service. I probably would give it a pass. Go, go, and, go and check out Jackie Chan's earlier works, Drunken Fist, those kind of films. I do, I do think... Police that... stories, some of the finest martial arts movies of all time. Yeah. So go and watch stuff like that rather than this new stuff that he seems to be pumping out I quite a lot recently. I feel like at this point he's getting a bit old for all this. Like That's what I'm saying. It's like go and watch stuff like, as I said, Armour of God, Police Stories, earlier stuff, some great work there. Trust the millennial to say that. Getting too old. Next one along. I chose this one especially for you, Mr. Bloomfield. It's Destination Wedding. Oh, yeah. Starring mm. Winona well, Ryder. Double my trouble for this one. And Keanu. Keanu and Winona together. Yes. Yeah. Probably the first time since Dracula. They pretty much seem to be the only cast, according to IMDb on this. Well, that's fine. Who needs anybody else when you've got <laughs> Keanu and Winona? Why waste screen time on anybody else? <laughs> this is kind of... Quite an early trailer, considering the film's not due out for quite a while. What's the release date? It is due for release the 20th of September 2018 in the Netherlands, apparently. (laughs) That is the only date that's going (laughs) up for release. (laughs) No no UK release. There's a limited US release on the 24th of August, but it doesn't seem to be anything UK. I I reckon it'll be September still. It's 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 one for the yummy mummies, isn't it? (laughs) I wouldn't consider myself a yummy mummy, but uh, that's the description (laughs) I get. Hey, this looked like a good throwback to the kind of Nora Ephron type yeah. romantic comedy stuff. Nothing too, you know, didn't, it wasn't crass, it wasn't terrible. It was it was quite nice. I quite like the whole idea of it being John Wick meets uh, the character <laughs> of uh, Stranger Things. It so crazy. it basically says the story of two miserable and unpleasant wedding guests, Lindsay and Frank, who developed a mutual affection despite themselves. Sounds perfect. It does. It's, it's going to be a bit of love going on at the end is of the it, movie. Is it isn't? him trying to do a Bill Murray film? Pretty much, it's lost in translation with wine in California. Mm. This could be the best rom-com we'll probably get for a good while. Yeah. Well, it's it's not themed on a day of the year where a celebration is happening, so that that's a tick in my book. <laughs> what I am looking forward to, though, is what will probably be the most appallingly photoshopped poster for it. <laughs> I'm quite looking forward to what they where do. They, where, they, where they take them from other films and just and stick, stick them on somebody stick else's them. body. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With, this, with really, with a really poor choice of font. For just got to call this wedding. out as well because it's on the IMD page for trivia. This is the fourth film starring Winona Ryder and Keanu Reeves together. So can you name them, Keith? I'm trying to think, well, Dracula's definitely one. Yep. I'm trying to think what else they've been in together. I'll give you a hint on the second one. Go on then. Rotoscoping. Oh, Scanner Darkly. Oh yeah, yeah. Richard Linklater. I forgot mm-hmm. all about that. So what's the th- what's the other one? I've Came out in two thousand and nine. No. Two thousand and nine. Ooh, that one slipped me by completely. The private lives of Pippa Lee. Uh, <laughs> I've never, heard that. <laughs> never heard of this film either. But it's kind of like it was in their wilderness years. I think this sounds like a straight-to-video movie. Oh, it's got an excellent Photoshop poster. <laughs> yes. After her much older husband forces her to move to a suburban retirement community, Pippa Lee engaged in a period of reflection and finds herself heading towards a quiet, nervous breakdown. And they've done that pitch, that poster thing, where they like take a silhouette of somebody <coughs> and shove some person's face into it. I would pretty much stake my reputation on the fact that that was never released in cinemas in the UK. I would, I would assume so. I highly doubt it. I mean, it's got an amazing cast list. We have Robin Wright Penn, Alan Arkin, Maria Bello, Monica Bellucci, Blake Lively, Julianne Moore, Keanu Reeves and Winona Ryder. Oh, that was not on the side of any buses when that came out. 
No. I imagine that it might have been on movies well, 24. Also, they, they seem to have Keanu Reeves' speed era's picture here as well. They, they've done the um, Spider-Man Homecoming thing of like, we must have every single face on the picture. Both Keanu and Winona's picture on there are from the 90s or the late 80s. That is not them in 2009. <laughs> so it looks like speed era Keanu. What's going on with that? It's not, I, I, I'm, I feel vindicated that I had no idea they were in that I'm movie. actually tempted to watch this film. <laughs> it's only £2.49 on Amazon Prime. <laughs> Would you watch it, Coy? Oh, no. Right, next one for this segment. AXL slash Axel. I don't know oh. what we're going to call it. Is it Axel? Is it AXL? Axel. We could call it rubbish, to Axel. be honest with you, Ryan. So this is The Life of a Teenage Boy is Forever Altered by a Chance Encounter with the Cutting Edge Military Technology. Teenage boy, I watched this trailer. There was no way that guy (laughs) was under twenty-five. Life and times of calendar. (laughs) This reminded me so much of stuff like, as we said, Short Circuit and what was that other film? Daryl. This kind of. Oh god, yeah, it's such a throwback to the. It was literally Short Circuit meets the Iron Giant. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, if I was eleven. This would be the greatest film I'd ever seen. Yeah, um, Callum. <laughs> I mean, it, I will say it's a beautiful film. Like I think that well, that, this is the most is a... beautiful trailer we've watched. Just the it's a weird. I wouldn't. I wouldn't call it beautiful. What I did like was the fact that it looked like a lot of the effects for the for the axle. They uh, seem to be practical effects yeah. as well. Yeah. You know, some of it was CGI quite clearly, but I did quite like that. There was a lot of um, so basically, Axel is a robotic dog that this kid stumbles across. Yeah. And they form a bond together, and then he basically then gets pursued by the military who want their equipment back. I've never known a uh, lethal military robot that's been found by a kid in their backyard to uh, yes. not build a bond. I mean, cast list in here: we've got Thomas Jane, who's in it as Chuck yeah. Hill. Becky G is oh, it, it, that's her entire name. Apparently. Becky G was Becky she G. one of our um, Eurovision Song Contest um, singers for a few years ago. I'm assuming she's a relative of Honey G. <laughs> I know she was a musician a few years ago and has just started acting for some reason yeah and the main kid seems to be Alex Neustedder no idea who he is yeah it doesn't seem to be any really big names in here I don't know I quite like the look of it there seemed to be a very distinct trend in a lot of these trailers that they did feel like films from the 80s there seems to be that kind of slightly nostalgic while the world's gone to hell we'll try and make Mm -hmm. everybody feel good about themselves by having some nice fluffy films coming out um, August time USA and South Africa, so I'm assuming it's going to be roughly around the same time in the UK. It's good. it's your summer summer break kids movie, really. Yeah, mm. kids are bored. End of the summer, cool holidays. Take them down to watch. Yeah, it. I think it's I think it falls from... into that. Like you said, it feel, feel, falls into that. You know, short circuit, Daryl, flight of the navigator kind of um, yeah. thing. And I think it could it could be alright as long as it doesn't get too silly. Yeah, I think it's good escapism. Fine. It made me feel like I was dead. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want an axle now, though. Just a car axle. Just an axle dog. Just a I, I assume that's the name of the Where no, robot dog thing. The... What was well, that? You what can was get yourself an Ibo. Yeah, it was the Ibo. To return to Trader Talk Part 2, a film which has been done countless times before and probably will be done countless times again, it is Robin Hood, directed by Otto Bathurst, starring Taron Egerton, Jamie Dornan, Eve Houston, and Ben Mendelsohn as well. Jamie Foxx is yes. in there amongst the cast as well. He's Little John. Really? Yes. 
Okay, that's a bit bizarre. So we'll go for the cast first. So Tarion Edgerton, Robin Hood. He's done really well in the Kingsman movies. Likeable chappy, yeah. Jamie Dornan, Will Scarnet. Probably knows a few things about ropes and knives after the Fifty Shades movies. Oh yeah, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Eve Hewson is Maid Marian. Don't think I can recall much stuff she's been in before. Let's move on then. Ben Mendelsohn, Sheriff of Nottingham. Probably a good pick. He's no Alan Rickman. Yeah, I mean, he was good in Rogue One, though. Yeah. But I think it's, it's, this film falls in the kind of like, it'll rem- it'll make people remember how good Prince of Thieves was. Yeah. And also remind them how bad Ridley Scott's Robin Hood was. Paul Anderson, Guy of Gisborne. Not really sure what he's done recently. Jamie Foxx, Little John. Most interesting pick out of the entire casting here, Friar Took. Tim Minchin. Okay. Can I just say, there's a better Friar Took on the scene... I saw a clip from Anthem Day's Saturday Night Takeaway recently and Stephen Mulhern was playing Friar Chuck. Just saying, <laughs> this would be better with Mulhern in it, right? Is this the Mulhern renaissance? Have <laughs> <laughs> you I mean, I mean, changed your opinion from when we first started the show and you now I love s- Mulhern? I still can't stand him, but if he was in this film as Friar Chuck, I would be totally into that. I'm going to try and find a picture of Mulhern as Friar Chuck. <laughs> It's it's basically we're pumping this film out again because we found the script in the court dusty corner and Robin Hood always sells tickets. That's all it feels like. Everybody remembers Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. It's still pretty much the definitive version of Robin Hood we've had in cinema. The Russell Crowe one was a pile of tosh. Yeah, I mean, I've still got a lot of love for the old Errol Flynn yeah. um, ones. But, I mean, the, the, the biggest problem I had with this trailer was I couldn't get a handle for whether it was supposed to be a period piece or whether it was some kind of, like, alternate earth type thing because you've got the kind of traditional robin hoodie look with the robes and all the rest of it and then you've got a strange bizarre 70s look into the 2000s suits and things so i wasn't quite sure what was going on with that well the storyline says it's robin of loxley a ward hardened crusader and his moorish commander mounting an audacious revolt against a corrupt english crown in a thrilling action adventure packed with lots of gritty battlefield exploits mind-blowing fight choreography and a timeless romance to me it felt like assassin's creed the movie even though they've already made that but they've just slapped robin hood over the top of it yeah pretty much it was way too much stunt fighting for my liking. Robin Hood doesn't really need to jump around and throw himself. And I still think Robin Hood Men in Tights is still one of the best versions of Robin Hood we've had. Now, now you've mentioned that, it reminds me of the definitive version, which is Maid Marian and Her Merry Men. Yes. Starring Danny uh, John Jules. Which is, yeah, which is even better. They recently had a cast, re- cast a reunion, reunion at was a it, convention down south, I think. Wasn't it Tony Robinson was the... Um, yes. The Sheriff of Nottingham. Yeah, yes, the Sheriff of Rottingham. He wasn't Nottingham in that. Okay, next trailer along, coming out on Blu-ray, DVD. It felt, this felt very um, deja vu-y when I found the trailer. Very unnecessary. It's the death of Superman from DC again. Not very impressed from start to finish with this. No. They seem to have gone for an anime style with the um, work and the voices didn't really work because they've gone with a big celebrity voice cast rather than actually yeah. with the proper voice cast. So here we have Rosario Dawson playing Wonder Woman. We have Jerry O'Connell playing Superman. <laughs> Nathan Fillion as the Green Lantern. Matt Lanter as Aquaman. Rebecca Romjan as Lois Lane. Rain Wilson as Lex Luthor. And just if I, if I have to... If I have to find a way to defend it, I suppose Rain Wilson wasn't that bad of the one line we heard him say, but no. Jerry O'Connell as Superman? I'm sorry. Sliders wasn't that good enough for him to get this as voice work. I thought he'd existed until I saw Screen 2 on Sky the other night. He had like this whole big thing, what was it? Turn of the Millennium, he, had, like, he was really famous. He, he was supposed to be the big superstar guy in um, Jerry Maguire at the start, isn't he? 
Completely. So we always want to say, can't hardly wait when he turns up with a pack of beers, triple kneeling. Sliders was alright back in the day. It was a decent enough kind of genre show. I think, I mean, what was it, about 10 years ago that the Doomsday yeah. original mm. cartoon came out? And I kind of think, I can see why they might have wanted to redo it because it kind of changed, played the story a little bit. But this is a bit of a swiss because this is only the first of the two stories because they're, they're doing this and then they're going to do the reign of Superman yeah. at some point later on. So, I mean, I, you know, I can imagine they want to kind of expand the story out. And So Doomsday came out 2007. But yeah, that, that looked a lot more classic Superman. Mm. Yeah, this one, as I said, looks very anime style the way they've done him. And you had Adam Baldwin back as Superman back in that one. Adam Baldwin to Jerry O'Connell. Bit of a swift, bit of a weird change. Yeah. It's a bit of a slide down. It's the, it's the trunkless Superman as well. I don't know whether yeah. it fits. I mean, it's, it's a very classic story in terms of what's going on and how it will work with the kind of modern view of... Well, this is Those a comic characters. that broke the comic book industry for five years, wasn't it? Yeah, it was pretty groundbreaking at the time because they, yeah. you know, they kept him dead for quite a long time. The originals were all right. These DC original universe films, I think, the last few have been a little disappointing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can be bothered to go through this again. The next one up, TV show, Deadly Class, sci-fi. This can't come soon enough. This was the best trailer you showed. It's a biography of so, set in a dark comic book world against the backdrop of the late 80s counterculture, Deadly Class follows a homeless teen recruited to a storage elite private school where the world's top crime families send their next generations, maintaining his moral code while surviving a ruthless curriculum, vicious, vicious social cliques, and his own adolescent uncertainties proves to be vital. Keith? <laughs> what can I say? Uh, it's not the Umbrella Academy, which no. I'm much more looking forward to. Um... Yeah, I mean, okay, it's kind of it's not X Men, X Men. I I'm I'm not a huge fan of of Rick Remender, who's the original kind of um, mm-hmm. writer on the show. It might be okay, I think you know, but we're getting a little bit saturated with these kind of shows at the moment. Yeah, you know, TV, ways. Yeah, We've got Riverdale on at the minute. Yeah, I mean, I mean, what was the, what was the first line? The dark and yeah, what's it? Yeah, I, I, I was surprised this wasn't on CW to be honest when I heard about it. It's because it's going to be dark and everybody's going to be and gritty. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, it might be okay. Um, it's like the, Zack Snyder's shot your shoulder. <laughs> I've got I've got too many genre shows that I can watch at the moment, and I kind yeah. of watch. I'd much rather be watching Legion, Legion and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, if it's on and I see it, I might watch it. But Callum, you look happy about this. I will watch this. I, I love the directors. I love the previous work. I haven't seen the source material, so we'll probably just go back and view the source material first. This is one of those things when you have like celebrity directors being the kind of like, they'll put them front and centre, but they'll, it'd be like Josh Whedon on Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. They're there to start it off, but after that, it's going to become Frank Darabont's. Yeah. And Walking Dead, yeah. I like the, the style that the Russo brothers have used in the films that they've directed so far for the Marvel Universe, but I don't think we're going to keep that. I think when you've got things like Riverdale and stuff. Yeah. It's, that, it's moved on, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Riverdale's doing a lot of interesting things, so... Next one along, it was a group hate, I think, this trailer. Charmed. Worst trailer. Rebooted. 
Right, you owe me four minutes of my life, and that four minutes is vital. I expect it back. What is the point of this remake? Well, I think every time I turn my TV on to Living, there's an episode of Charmed on, so I don't know why mm-hmm. they're coming. But it, that seemed, it seemed a lot longer than four minutes. What, what did the trailer say from the people who bought you? I made Jane a joke. The- the- <laughs> to be honest with you. It does not look good in any way, shape, or form this year. Just go back and watch the original Charmed. Yeah, it didn't seem to be doing anything interesting with the premise. No. Uh, it did feel very CW fodder, where they've just changed things around slightly, and it's like, oh, I'm your lost sister. No, no, I mean, no, 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 no. There's, there's plenty of room out there for good, strong female-led shows, mm-hmm. and I just don't think this is this is where the company should be channeling their energy. Create something new. Create something unique. Create something that's that's good. Talking of new, unique, even though the script's been battering around <laughs> for two decades. Happy time murders. Finally, be, finally being made from Brian Henson, starring Melissa McCarthy. She so better guy, fall over. This guy, that guy's happy place now. Melissa McCarthy's back in the movie. Uh, these are very sweary puppets. <laughs> so is Callum Danes. <laughs> when the puppet cast of an '80s children's TV show begins to get murdered one by one, a disgraced LAPD detective turned private eye puppet takes on the case. Again, solid cast here. Melissa McCarthy, Elizabeth Bank, Joe McHale, Maya Rudolph, Jimmy O. Yang, Jan Yang from Silicon Valley, if you know who he is. Leslie David Baker, Ryan Gall. Some great voice work here. I, I really enjoyed this trailer. It has Melissa McCarthy in it, I'm sold. Keith. It has it has puppets in it. <laughs> it has very vile puppets in it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's... Um... Yeah, yeah. Oh, even though it's from Henson, do not take your kids to watch yeah, this film. Yeah. Please do not take your children to watch this film. I don't Here's know. Me. It could be quite funny to take your kids to watch that. I mean, I felt like the final scene in the trailer was kind of like maybe too too realistic for Callum. <laughs> <laughs> I think if there's, if, I think if the underlying uh, story is solid, you know, you, you know what it good. felt like. It felt like bright, but with puppets and good. <laughs> That's an interesting way, way to use bright. <laughs> so it was like, yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, um, it's, it's this whole detective thrown into a different way. It's, it's pretty much riffs a little bit off Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah. But with puppets instead of tunes. Did you honestly just compare this to Who Framed Roger Rabbit? It's the same storyline. What happens in Who Framed Roger Rabbit is tunes get bumped off. And Roger Rabbit gets framed for it, and then they have Bob Hoskins that's to prove his innocence. Well, I think, yeah, I know, I think it's that... interesting you called it like Bright, because Bright was basically the fairy nation. Yeah. So, yeah. But, I mean, it's puppets. It's Brian Henson getting to do puppets again. It's, Even uh, if they're a bit sweary. All, all we, know, we all know when it's, cameras it's, aren't rolling, puppets are the sweariest. It's going to be better than Muppets Most Wanted, put it that way. Get out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you like Muppets Most Wanted? It's good. Tell me good things about that film. Jermaine Clement, <laughs> Tina Fey, Kermit, Animal, Fuzzy, yes. Miss Piggy, Walter. Walter. <laughs> talk, talk. Oh, your calendars is Walter, isn't it? He's Walter. <laughs> <laughs> Do the whistling thing. Which one? I'm gonna put two pictures up on on our Twitter feed. Walter's the one that's a bit. That one, Walter's the one that's voiced by Jim Parsons. Are you a man or a muppet? a <laughs> <laughs> of a man <laughs> talking of people who look a little bit like puppets nowadays Tom Cruise Mission Impossible Fallout <laughs> so how many years has this been franchise been running now it's 1994 
94, 95 the first one. Yeah, it's good, it's good while. So 22 years then. So it's been rumbling along and it's had a few stumbles on the way. It's changed quite a lot now. It seems to be we've got a regular cast. So They've got Henry Cavill's moustache. Yes. In it. The most expensive moustache of all yeah. time. <laughs> and Tom Cruise still being Ethan Hunt. Yeah. And I mean, you know, if I was a if I was Tom Cruise's age and could throw myself mm-hmm. around like that. Yeah. I mean I don't know, it's pretty much the same storyline as usual. IMFT mission goes wrong. Tom Cruise has to have a race against time. Simon Pate makes a joke. Yeah. It's it's solid spy movie. Finn Reigns wears a hat Finn at a Rain. slightly jaunty angle. Finn Reigns gets a paycheck. <laughs> All he does is wear a hat at a slightly jaunty angle. That's his whole role in this movie. It's like I'll put a hat, I'll put it on sideways. <laughs> it's, it's nice to see Henry Cavill getting some work after The Man from Uncle. I enjoyed The Man from Uncle. I thought that was a fairly decent movie. It's, it's good. It's good that somebody did. It's a solid movie. I I enjoyed. The interaction between him and Arnie Hammer, they worked quite well. Shame the rest of the film didn't really work around those two central characters. I think this is one of the, this is the first time that Christopher McQuarrie's come back to do a sequel. Yeah. Because he worked on um, Rogue Nation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so that'd be interesting to see what they do. Yeah. And Rebecca Ferguson's got top billing on this as well. Nice. Next one on Spike Lee, returned from the wilderness of rubbish movies for a while from the look of this trailer. It's Black Klansman. So Jordan Peele's producing on this one. So you may know him from Get Out, that little movie that came out last year. I don't think many people paid much attention to it. Never heard of it. Yeah, it was totally not, uh, totally passed over by the Oscars. Mm-hmm. I really, really enjoyed this trailer. It was great. Uh, got Adam Driver. Topher Grace seems to be actually acting for a change rather than just gurning in the corner. <laughs> Laura Harrier, Ryan Eggold, John David Washington. Solid casting here. It's, and it was funny. Mm-hmm. It, it was. A, I mean, you know, obviously, it's saying an awful lot about America and and, yeah. and racial kind of tensions and stuff in that country. But it it looked great. It looked like you know, Spike looks like he's he's putting out a film that yeah, it's going to get people going well, to see it. It's material that he's revisited time after time again in movies. I think. Yeah, I think. I mean, you know, do the right thing is a, is a great yeah. film, and I think this is going to be one of those that captures that big audience. Yeah, I mean, it felt very black exploitation. In the style of the cinematography, the way it's been shot, it's set in the 70s. It's going to have a st- solid soundtrack, I think. And I see Harry Belafonte back on screens as well yeah. after a while. But I, I I enjoyed it. I think it's definitely going to be worth a watch. So uh, the synopsis of this one is Ron Stallworth, an American, African-American police officer from Colorado, successfully manages to infiltrate the local Ku Klux Klan and become head of the local chapter. I mean, the trailer says it's based on a true story, but... Uh, yeah, I think I think it's probably yeah based. But I mean that pairing of John David Washington and Adam Driver just looks great. Yeah. I mean that's you know it's kind of um, it, they, they just seem to look they, they they seem to be a genuine chemistry between them, and it looks like it's going to yeah. really really work off their performances. So if you don't know who John David Washington is, he's Denzel Washington's son. So it might have a new acting dynasty. Yeah, thing. keep it in the family. Yes, it's, yeah. it's all good. But uh, it looked great. It looked really great, and I've got a lot of love for Adam Driver. Next one along, Stath is back. Yay. With Deep Blue Sea, the sequel. <laughs> Pretty much is. This is the Meg. Synopsis of this movie. After escaping an attack, what he claims is a 70-foot shark, Jonas Taylor must confront his fears to save those trapped in a sunken submersible. I didn't really get that from the trailer. No. Not really. 
But it looked, the trailer looked great. Mm. There's lots of visual stuff in there that I thought was really nice. I mean, the tooth marks in the yeah. kind of underwater viewfinder, and then the final scene with the yeah. with the Meg coming up underneath the boat. It looks good. I mean, this looks proper classic, kind of old school, mm-hmm. 80s monster, you know, the thing. Um, yeah. Just looks like it's just going to be hokum. As I said, great. It's channeling half Jaws, half Deep Blue Sea. I think yeah. with a bit of a sci-fi one-off movie. Squeezing. Would will it be daring enough to do what Deep Blue Sea did and get rid of the state halfway through in a moment <laughs> as he gets eaten by the? I don't think so. And Rain Wilson becomes our hero. I mean, it seems to be quite a mixed cast as well. So you've got Jason Statham, as we said, Ruby Rose, Rain Wilson, Robert Taylor. Bing Bing Lee, Massey, Oscar, Oka, uh, Paige Kennedy. It seems to be Chinese slash US funded movie. It's, it sounds quite good. It, it looks fun. It looks like entertainment. If you if you go in there expecting, you know, David Attenborough's uh, The Blue Planet, you're not going to get it. But if you just want to be entertained for 90 to 100 minutes. Yeah. If you want to switch good. your brain off and watch yeah. some just big shark eat things. Cinema can be for fun. Yes, the tagline for this movie is if you see her coming, it's all you have time to see. Nice. <laughs> big shark, big bites. Alright, down to our last two. Thundercats Raw. Keith, you dropped this into the mix. I, I blame you, you blame entirely me. I mean, for me, forcing me to watch this trailer. I think I can understand why it exists. It's definitely of its time when we've got things like Teen Titans Go and Adventure Time and all the rest of it. There's, a, there's an appetite for these um, kind of cartoons. And I think for the audience it's going for, it'll be okay. I think if you're a traditional Thundercats fan, there's not going to be much there for you. And if you kind of found it in the kind of, two, I think it was 2011 yeah. reboot, which, which was, was really good, really good. Yeah. Really good uh, it's not going to be for you. I think it's, it's that thing like, you know, we had Scooby-Doo, Mystery Incorporated, which was great. And then it went the... Your cool Scooby Doo thing. Yeah. Don't be slagging that off. And that's not so great. That's a bit more kid friendly, but you know. Well, it's it, it feels very Teen Titans Go slash Steven Universe slash Peppa Pig. Th- I got a yeah. very distinct Peppa Pig vibe. It, it's throw everything. <laughs> it's throw everything you can at the screen and to ignore the fact that the animation quality is not that great on this for the look of it. I don't think it's. I don't think it's the quality. I think it's just the style. Yeah. Is, a, is a little bit more kind of, you know, that kind of super deformed type of um, look. Yeah. And I think, you know, if, if you're into... To, if you're into Steven go, Universe and Adventure Time yeah. and stuff like that, it's probably more suited for you. If you're actually looking for a proper Thundercat story or reboot the 2011 series. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, there's room in the world for us to, to get... Because that never really finished. It kind of no. ended on a cliffhanger and didn't get renewed. But yeah. I'd like to see more. I don't, This is not for me. I don't think I'll tune in to it. No. Nah. But I think if, if you're eight and this is your first exposure to Thundercats, you know... Yeah, it's a, it's a way into the franchise. Fill your boots, kids. Fill your boots. Yeah. Callum? Not <laughs> <laughs> He's a bit too young. He's still watching um, Peppa Pig and um, <laughs> Rosie and Jim. And to be that. fair, I'm actually not old enough to know anything about the original Thundercats, so I can't judge it. But yeah. it doesn't look great. Could we, could we just address the fact that Peppa Pig's face, both of her eyes on one side of the face, yes. how does that work? <laughs> well, I sent you that picture in the show chat, didn't I? Which was Peppa Pig from one side, Peppa Pig from the other side, and then Pig front on must have four eyes. <laughs> just some mutant pig hybrid with four eyes. <laughs> the three-eyed fish and Simpsons. 
It's a good job. Have you ever, have you ever seen a Picasso painting? <laughs> the same problem. I don't yeah. think Peppa Pig was inspired by Picasso. Picasso is like, like drawing uh, Peppa Pig. Oh, oh, Picasso anybody, Pig. Pica- oh, damn, I was going to go there first. TM. <laughs> right, our final trailer. And it's actually out now, 25th of May, UK. It's released. It's in film. Studio. <laughs> it's in studios right now. Please stop. It's show dog. Max, a macho solitary Rottweiler police dog, is ordered to go undercover as a prim show dog in a prestigious dog show, along with his human partner, to avert disaster from happening. I'm, I'm on no. that. Uh, yeah. A I'm macho solitary Rottweiler. Yes. It's so cliched. Yeah. Voice work, Alan Cumming. Who hopefully is the, Dante. The, 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 the Rottweiler. Yeah, Stanley Tucci, Shaquille O'Neal. Well, Shaq. Yeah. Gabrielle Iglesias, Ludacris. Or as he's written on the side of the bus, Chris Ludacris. I can't remember my surname. <laughs> God. And your other cast members, Will Arnett, RuPaul. What, from Drag Race? Well, I don't know many other people called RuPaul. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally on board with this. It's got Joe and it's got dogs in it. It's yeah. Not it's basically cats and dogs meets Miss Congeniality. It's, no. <laughs> and they have CGI'd mouthing movements on it. Which yeah. is slightly weird to watch the first time with the dog's mouths moving. Like. It's, it, it's a pass from me on this one. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't particularly won over by the trailer. Yes, it's currently got a meta score of 35. I'm not surprised. <laughs> I mean, it looks better than Deadpool 2. <laughs> I think they have to try and save a panda, and this is all we could get from that trailer. Oh my god. There's a crazy voguing chihuahua in the trailer as well. Yes. Which just looked wrong. <laughs> Yes. I like it. The trivia for this one is director Roger Gosnell and actor Alan Cumming have previously worked together on the Smurfs. And the Smurfs too. <laughs> Does it, isn't that isn't like one of the things that comes up from the studio that brought you? <laughs> Your guarantee of quality. Yeah. Uh, this is a third film collaboration between Will Arnett and Gabrielle Iglesias. The first two were The Nut Job and The Nut Job 2. Nutty by <laughs> why Over the Hedge doesn't get as much love because in that whole when we had that whole kind of like random animals do crazy mm. hijinks I really yeah. liked Over the Hedge I mean maybe it was because it was Bruce Willis and yeah, Over like the Hedge it is so underrated I think Will Arnett just needs a better agent to go from why isn't he just Batman I was going to say to go from Lego Batman from Arrested Development <laughs> to then playing a dog's human partner that's like <laughs> It's like reverse Turner and Hooch the situation, yeah. isn't it? You leave Joe below. <laughs> <laughs> well, once Guy's gone and seen it, and uh, he we'll should, report back. He, he yeah. report back, <laughs> so the rest of us don't have to. Thank you for joining us on the Geeky Brummy podcast this week, Keith. Where can we find you? On social medias? On the social medias, uh, a lot on Twitter at hardlook underscore hotel. You just lose the underscore for the uh, internets and Instagrams. Mm-hmm. And what are you shooting at the moment? Because you seem to do a lot of photography on Instagram. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm looking for some inspirations at the moment. So there's a few bits and pieces. It's usually later grams, um, as I never get the time to actually upload the photos at the time I shoot them. Um, but yeah, so some of it's a lot of kind of architecture and just odd bits and pieces that I see around um, or toys occasionally I want to try and get into some more kind of toy photography bits and pieces 
which I quite like. But um, yeah, it's just eclectic bits and pieces from around my travels. Callum, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on the Twitters or the Instagrams at Dane's Radio. Mm-hmm. Sometimes with an underscore, sometimes without an underscore. You can't remember again, can you? I haven't looked in a while, to be honest. <laughs> I I sometimes remember to use social media. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Guys, what about you, Ryan? Guy is currently indisposed, so we <laughs> you can find him at Guy underscore Halford or on a toilet nearby, usually. <laughs> <laughs> If he asks, don't pass him toilet roll under the door. <laughs> he doesn't like that when people interrupt him. <laughs> but you can find me at Ryan Parrish on Twitter and restarting the food blog soon, so keep on blogging on wand. I did like the uh, little announcement banner you made. That My was little really trailer, nice. yes. Yeah. Little sneaky, sneaky picture in the corner, which people might have noticed. But otherwise, you can find us all in the week at Geeky Brewery on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. So please go over to YouTube, hit like, subscribe, and the little bell icon, so you'll be notified when our latest video comes up. Otherwise, thank you for joining us. Thank you for subscribing. Please share with your friends. Write us a review. really helps us with the rankings. Yeah, and if you want to contact us, don't forget you can drop us an email in the week at hello at Geeky Brewery. And say hi. And that's pretty much it. Bye. Thanks for listening, kids. Bye. Thank you for listening to this Brum Radio podcast. If you enjoy what we do, then please consider supporting us at patreon.com forward slash brumradio.